as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You are listening to 1% or less with him on his hard line. Thank you for joining us. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Thank you for joining us here at 1% or less with him here at His Hard Line. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ. As the host, they are at the captain's wheel. They are at the helm, and they are the ones that are navigating us through these rocky waters. Welcome again. So good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. It is Tuesday, April 26, 2022. And today we're going to be reading out of the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 59, verses 9 through 21. Today I'm going to do a little something different. We're going to be, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to skip the devotional that's actually in the book because I think um, yesterday, like I said, yesterday I just wasn't feeling whatever I was reading. I couldn't really even comprehend it, to be honest with you. And like I said, time got away from me and it just kind of went in one ear, not the other, quite honestly. So I'm sure if it did that for me, it may have probably done that for you. But today I was reading, I, I, this was very interesting. Um, and you know what, let's just get into it and then we'll talk about it. So like I said, we're going to read uh, Isaiah chapter 59. Uh, we're going to read 9 through 21, but 9 through 14. 15, excuse me, chap, uh, verses 9 through 15 is one section. And then the second section is 16 through 21. Now, the first section is called Acknowledgement of Transgressions. And it reads, That is why judgment is far from us and justice does not reach us. We look for light, but there is darkness for brightness and we walk in gloom. Like those who are blind, we grope along the wall. Like people without eyes, we feel our way. We stumble at midday as if at twilight. Among the vigorous, we are like the dead. Like bears, we all growl. Like doves, we moan without ceasing. We cry out for justice, but it is not there. For salvation, but it is far from us. For our transgressions before you are many. Our sins bear witness against us. Our transgressions are pre present to us and our crimes we acknowledge. Transgressing and denying the Lord, turning back from following our God, planning fraud and treachery, uttering lying words conceived in the heart. Judgment is turned away and justice stands far off. For, the, for truth stumbles in the public square, and uprightness cannot enter. Fidelity is lacking, and whoever turns from evil is despoiled. So that is uh, verse 9 through 15 in chapter 59, and that was talking about the acknowledgement of transgressions. Now the second part that I wanted to read, it's titled Divine Intervention. And it reads, the Lord saw this and was aggrieved that there was no justice. He saw that there was no one, was appalled that there was none to intervene. Then his own arm brought about the victory 
and his justice sustained him, he put on justice as his breastplate, victory as a helmet on his head. He clothed himself with garments of vengeance, wrapped himself in a mantle of zeal. According to their deeds, he repays his enemies and requits his foes with wrath. To the coastlands, he renders recompense. Those in the west shall fear the name of the Lord, and those in the east his glory. Coming like a pent-up stream, driven on by the breath of the Lord. Then for Zion shall come a Redeemer to those in Jacob, who turn from transgression, oracle of the Lord. This is my covenant with them, which I myself have made, says the Lord. My spirit, which is upon you, and my words that I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouths of your children, nor the mouths of your children's children. From this time forth and forever, says the Lord. And that is uh, Isaiah 59, verses 16 through 21. Now, in the first uh, little reading there, in 9 through 15, the turning point in that poem comes when people acknowledge their transgressions and describe the horror of their present state. And when they were talking about light, it was talking about light being a metaphor for salvation and darkness representing um, sin and disaster. Right? And then when you look at... Uh, Verse 59, 21, for example. All right, I'm going to reread that again, where it says, This is my covenant with them, which I myself have made, says the Lord. My spirit, which is upon you, and my words that I have put in your mouth, shall not depart from your mouth, nor from your mouth of your children, nor from the mouths of your children's children. From this time forth and forever, says the Lord. And that verse makes the transition... Um, from the chapters, uh, let's see here, from 50, uh, yeah, chapters 56 and 59 through 59 and chapter 60 through 62, the oracles of judgment yield to oracles about God's redemptive action. Now, as I read a little bit more into this about the divine intervention, where, well, let's see here, let me, let me back up for a minute. So when I'm, I'm reading verse 9 in the acknowledgement of transgressions, right? And in, and the one part that I, I kind of boxed in that I found interesting was uh, verse 9 where it says, That is why judgment is far from us. Injustice does not reach us. We look for light, but there is darkness for brightness, and we walk in gloom. I mean, that right there speaks very much so many levels, and like just it speaks so many volumes, because for so long— the reason judgment has been so far from us and that we never have, you know, we haven't been able to see justice is because, you know, even though we look for the light, but only find darkness is because of all. And I've always said this is because of all the distractions that surround us in our life from the internet to radio, to TV, to alcohol, to drugs, to promiscuity, to 
I mean, fill in the blanks. There's so much out there to professional sports, to whatever, you know, watching football. There is so much out there that is a distraction to us. So, you know, when wrongs and uh, evils happen and we're looking for justice, but yet it we can't seem to get it in our hands. Like it says, we look for light, but find darkness. Well, it's because that we've consumed ourselves with everything of this world that God has drowned out. So even if he did speak to us, how would we hear him? How would we be able to know he's even talking to us? We look for light, but there's darkness. Well, yeah, I wonder why. Because everything that we consume our lives in and around is all part of Satan's little system. And Satan is darkness. We're attached to our phones all the time. We're on social media. We're always scrolling through the news feeds, trying to see who's posting what, who is where, who's vacationing wherever. You know what I mean? Like these are the things of the world that we consume ourselves in. So our mind is so occupied and cluttered with all this junk that means nothing and has no real world implications for your soul. So when God does try to talk to us, our soul is being blocked by all of these things of this world. So, yeah, when we search for light, we find darkness because we find darkness. It's because it's because there's a light bulb in the room and we can easily turn the light switch on. But if we put a cover over our heads from the bedspread, you know, from the bed, we put a bedspread over our heads and the light is on. Well, Clearly, that light is not really going to shine through that bedspread if it's thick enough. We're not going to be able to see that light. Even though the light is on, it can't shine through because we have that bedspread over us. And that's like much of everything else in this world with social media and news and 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 just consumerism of everything of this world. I mean, we'll just we're going to just paint it in broad strokes. The consumerism of everything of this world. That's the cover that we put over our heads willingly. And therefore we can't see the dark or we can't see the light. We only see darkness. Why? Because we have that cover over us. So if we take that cover off our heads, we'll not only be able to see the light, but we'll be able to see how bright that light is. Well, that's the same thing with the things of this world that we all consume. If we start eliminating social media, right, even dwindling it down by 50%, we cut off the cable and you read books more, right? Read your Bible more, pray more. You cut off Netflix. You, uh, whatever the case is, whatever your thing is that would, that you know in your heart is taking you away from God and Jesus Christ, you cut that out. And when you cut that out and then you ask Christ, Hey, father, I've eliminated the clutter out of myself here. I've made room for you. Please come into my heart. Be in me, fix me, renovate me. Because I am broken. I am outdated. I need rebuilding. And he'll come in. And if he's a good contractor, and we know he is, he will do the job right. And he will rebuild you better than when the day, the first day that you were actually born from your mother's womb. 
but we have to take the cover off of our head first so that we can at least see the light before we can actually reap the benefits of the light. Verse 13 says, transgressing and denying the Lord, turning back from following our God, planning fraud and treachery, uttering lying words conceived in the heart. Judgment is turned away and justice stands far from us, far off. That's the other thing too. You could be calling for the Lord and calling for God, but if you're planning fraud and causing treachery and you're speaking deceitful words of which are conceived from your heart. Yeah. Uh, you may not be um, distracted with all the things that people consume on a daily basis. If you're engaged in pure evil and you're being a wrongdoer towards others. Yeah. Justice will stand far off from you. God does not have any room for that. He wants people that are righteous but Jason, but you know, he, 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 you know, he, he's called tax collectors, you know, to, to, to do his will. Well, sure. But you got to look at the full context of some of these stories. They have to make the effort to want to come to him. So anyway, that's all I got. I read that this morning and it hit me. Well, I'll be honest with you. It hit me way differently when I first read it this morning. I, you know, I've read it a few times before in the past, but today it just kind of, just kind of popped out at me. I'm like, you know, I think I am going to read this today. So I wanted to skip the, you know, the devotional book today. Um, and I just wanted to dig right deep into the Bible. Like I said, not a full chapter. It was just, you know, like I said, Isaiah 59, 9 through 21. And I just felt that it was very important to talk about that. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for all the many blessings. And thank you for our family. And thank you for our homes. And thank you for the gift of hard work and, and giving us the ability to go work and to make money so we can feed our families and be blessings on others too with excess. We just pray that you help continuously work on us, renovate us, restore us. We are a work in progress. We know that. But we turn to you and ask, please, come into our heart and fix our hearts because we are nothing without you. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. That is it for 1% or less with him. I wanted to try to keep it at 15 minutes. Lately, it's either been significantly over or significantly under, or if it is at 15 minutes, it was something that was completely boring because I was unable to comprehend what I read, i.e. yesterday's podcast. But that all said, I hope you got something out of it today. We are going to be coming back for a His Hardline discussion. So I hope you come back and join us. And um, remember, please share this website. It's www.hishardline.com. I plan on doing some restructuring of that website. Um, I wanted to kind of put something together just so there's something of value up there at the moment where people that don't have a Podbean account, they can go on there and listen to the media player. But there, I have a different uh, way I kind of want to go about that. And I'm going to be restructuring that website. Not a whole lot, but it's going to be noticeable. Um, and it's going to have an actual, uh, an actual more of a function. Um, right now, it's just kind of something I just threw together uh, just 
to have it up. Uh, but now I'm going to, you know, start working on it and uh, refining it a little bit more. So it serves an actual uh, functionality. So again, that's www.hishardline.com. You'll find information about the assemblies on there. I'm going to refine that link as well and how that page is structured. You'll find the podcast on the podcast link there. If you don't, ha if you have friends that don't have a Podbean account, I suggest, you know, if your friends don't have Podbean, tell them to sign up. It's free. You don't have to pay for anything, but if nothing else, lead them to that website. They can listen to the shows starting with newest to oldest um, right there without even having an account. They can just play it right there from the media player. Okay, so that is it. I will see you here on the other side with the His Hardline discussion. Have a blessed day.